Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Sent to love and love to send. Isn't that the core of what it means to be a child of God and a follower of Jesus? God sent Jesus into our lives and changed us completely through his forgiveness. And we have the opportunity to be sent out into our communities and even in our families and people that we live with to share his love in new and fresh ways. That's really what the word mission means. It's being sent with the love of Christ. I'm so excited, friends, for this coming year of 2022. You are going to listen to a variety of interviews on this podcast that all circle around helping leaders do their best work together as they share the love of Christ in their communities in unique and very, very powerful ways. Here's a quote from Canoeing the Mountains by Todd Bolsinger that I think is appropriate to this whole conversation for 2022. It's crucial to remember again that the goal of the Lewis and Clark expedition was not to build a family. It was to find a route to the Pacific Ocean. Similarly, the goal of the Christian faith is not simply to become a more loving community, but to be a community of people who participate in God's mission to heal the world by reestablishing his loving reign on earth as it is in heaven. That's a great reminder to us that we are called to share the good news and the love of Christ wherever we are. I hope that you are encouraged again this year as you listen to the upcoming episodes of the Now Leading Podcast. And we'll start with this one, an interview with the Now Start Network with Eric and Dennis of the Mana Project from Corvallis, Oregon. What happens when a pastor supports and encourages creative businessmen to launch a new way to care for the body and soul through nutritious soup for people facing food scarcity? Well, listen up. You'll find out. Okay. Welcome, everybody. It's good to have you on our Now Start call here today on November 20th of 2021 as we're together with Jeremy Lucky, one of our Now Start cultivators. And he is going to be talking with Eric Bowman and Dennis Anderson, who are with the MANA Project, uh, telling us a little bit about this new and upcoming start in the Northwest District of the LCMS. And so, Jeremy, I want to turn it over to you. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Great to be with uh, you as well as everyone on the call. I'm Jeremy Lucky. I'm a pastor in uh, Philomath, real close by to where we are having this conversation. We are on site at uh, Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Corvallis, and they are up to something that's really exciting, and that's why we're here having this conversation. Uh, they are taking part in something called the MANA Project, and to share more about that, Mike introduced the, the two individuals already, but I'll do it again. We have uh, Pastor Eric Bowman. He's right next to, next to me, and he's the pastor here at Shepherd of the Valley. And then uh, Dennis Anderson. Dennis, go ahead and raise your coffee cup. There you go. Uh, uh, Dennis is a businessman. He's also got a, a what you'd say, uh, we'd say uh, entrepreneurial spirit about him. And so they presented at a recent circuit meeting for our area and uh, just did a fantastic job of describing what they're wanting to do. And I think when I heard them share about their project, two things jumped out to me right off the bat. One was that they were really, uh, they were really strategically thinking about how they could uh, partner with God's mission 
coming out of COVID. They weren't stuck in what should we do this next week here at Shepherd of the Valley. They were, real, they were really strategically thinking about what they could do. And so that was uh, fantastic. And the other thing too about that in the conversation that came up was that they weren't thinking about how we could go back to the way things were in 2018 or 2017. They were thinking about what they could do now um, for the sake of mission, for the sake of the gospel. And so that's those things really shine through. So I'm really thankful that they're going to be sharing more with us about the MANA Project. Let's just start off by getting some more information about the MANA Project. Uh, Eric and Dennis, can you guys share just uh, about the mission? What is it about? Yeah, uh, so the MANA Project is the like the overarching uh, uh, um, uh, what would you say? I think concept was right concept, concept yeah. there. And right now we're uh, specifically working on soulful soup. So that's the actual soup that is under that umbrella of the MANA project. And so soulful soups um, is a two-parter. Its purpose is to provide healing for the body and the soul. Oh, I'm sorry, that little note came on screen. There we go. A uh, healing for the body and the soul. And so that is what our uh, purpose is. And so we see twofold. Um, we're providing a highly nutritious targeted soup. And so we're working with the Lynn Benton uh, food share program that's working with the Albany Hospital and providing soup that is high protein, low sodium, a high fiber and complex carbohydrates. And so that is a soup that is um, healthy and good for the body. And so if a patient is exiting the hospital and they show any sort of uh, food scarcity from an exit interview with uh, like a dietitian at the hospital. Uh, they send them home with a food box, and in that food box would be our soup. And so um, the dietitians, when we met with them, they know how important food is to helping the body heal, and that if you're not putting the good food in there, it slows or hinders uh, the healing process. And so we joined in with them and Lynn Benton Food Chair to do that. So that's one part. Our tagline is healing the body and the soul. And that's the second part is we know that uh, there is greater healing in Jesus Christ. So we wanted to make sure that that is shared as well. And so we're our faith forward sharing the message that in Jesus Christ, there's greater healing. He said uh, a banquet. Uh, he's welcomed us all. And there's healing that secures you permanently, especially when you think about the resurrection. And so we wanted to be... Uh, of physically providing healing and then even sharing that spiritual message through our label and then also, um, you know, through other things, a uh, connection to a website and, and, and whatnot. Des, there's anything you would add to that? Yeah, I'd, I'd just say that um, the, the, the two parts of this that are cool to me is, is that instead of giving people in need something that's a byproduct, like a dented can that nobody wants, we're making something that's specifically engineered for their purpose. And uh, they're, they're getting the best. This is all the best ingredients that uh, we can deliver to them with a most uh, targeted nutritional profile. And the second thing is that kind of in my background with consumer packaged goods is, is traditionally the label has a purpose and that is to, degener to generate um, a trial and repeat with the customer. And in this particular case, we're, we want to deliver something that's uh, uh, a, a blessing 
of uh, spiritual health uh, along with the high nutrition. So in a lot of ways, that can of soup is a tremendously good package for uh, addressing both uh, the physical and spiritual needs of that person who's uh, really under duress as they leave the hospital with, say, a quarter million dollar bill for their for their heart surgery that they have no idea what they're going to pay. The really cool thing about this that everyone should know is that this is very much in its infancy stage. They've done a lot of uh, strategizing for this, but they are very much so, um, you know, in those beginning stages of launching this. So that's kind of exciting. So we're kind of grabbing that entre entrepreneurial part of uh, the MANA project. But there what Oh, yep, go ahead. But that uh, the start in the beginning, it has like an interesting story and actually starts before I got here. Mm -hmm. And so um, when uh, Dennis and our district president, our your, uh, congregational president, were going up to Portland to do an interview, they, you know, you get stuck in a vehicle and you start talking with each other about what you think and, you know, you're just killing time. And so they started t talking about like, you know, there are uh, surf uh couching kids and there is a homeless youth issue and they're like oh man it would be great to provide them food and nutrition before they go to school so the brain would work right and so a little idea was hatched to do a nutritious nutella like goo substance that they could spread easily keep in a backpack right and so they hatched this idea and they had this thought and then they go okay let's make a partnership with someone let's see what we can do about this so they went to the lynn benton uh, food share program and they met with uh, the director of the program there and they pitched this idea and he goes I have all the money and resources for youth I don't uh, need any help there whatsoever but what I do need help with is um, this hospital program that we have here right like getting nutritious food to them and so this is all before I took the call here and then you guys had the well, you could look at it a different way you caused it <laughs> well i can't say that uh but then they go so here's you know like your idea was squashed not squashed but it was like well we got that and but this is something i have a need for and then you guys said we said yes right yes to that and so that was actually uh the context we had an idea but then here's what is needed around us and it was said yes to and that changed the direction right like that's not a goo that's a soup uh, something that's easy to, you know, open, eat without much preparation, and uh, and it would actually do good healing for for the body. Let's take a moment and you know, uh, picture shares a thousand words, right? And so we're going to show the the label for the soup, and if Eric and Dennis can just uh, kind of talk us through this label, that would be fantastic. Yeah, maybe I'll start with this. And, um, when you talk about, as I say, in, in a traditional label, you're looking for to stimulate trial and then stimulate retreat, uh, repeat with a customer when you're on the shelf. Really, our purpose with this label is very different. Uh, it's uh, somebody uh, is opening this box and they're in a world of hurt. They're in physical hurt. They're in financial hurt. And so we're, what uh, we're trying to bring here is joy, first of all. Uh, and then a message of spiritual healing uh, that goes with the, the product. So I, I think you can see there's a lot of parts of this label that you'd be familiar with anybody who's opened a, a can of um, uh, Campbell's soup. Uh, but the key differences are, are uh, some of the um, 
regulatory requirements that you find in a commercial soup, uh, we've uh, gotten rid of. There's no UPC codes. There's no nutritional label. There's a lot of stuff there that's missing. And instead, what we have is a is a uh, a very artistic, uh, joyful uh, appearance to it. And, and again, this is a, a work in process. So uh, those of you who are out there, if you say, wow, you know, what happens if you did this? Well, shoot, let us know what you think. Uh, but, uh, but the reverse of this label will be in Spanish. Uh, so you'll cut along that little line there and flip it over. And where traditionally you would drop a coupon, uh, instead we'll be dropping some more good news on the backside in Spanish. So there's uh, the two parts for this label um, that since we are creating a, a product and uh, we want to share the Christian faith, which is a message and a hope and a truth, uh, you will see some traditional things. So we're calling it soulful soup. So we wanted to, to speak to people um, in a way that is relatable. And so um, instead of seeing, you know, even though there are Christian fish on this one, we also try to communicate in ways that our audience um, that we want to reach is, oh, maybe can connect to, find inspiring or truth, you know, speak truth into them. And so one of the fun things that we want to do with this is, you know, this is our, our like our beta test of a label. And so what we want to do is actually when someone eats a soup, we get two points of feedback. One did you like the soup? How did it taste? We want to formulate it so our target audience actually enjoys it and that we're doing a good job with it. And then two, when they hear our messaging, is it connecting? And so this is sort of, for me as like a preacher, I actually really relate to, right? Like I'm always trying to think about a person in your audience that you want to speak to and you want to try to convey the truth to them in a way that makes sense to them. And so one of the fun things about this project is that we get to do the uh, reflection with trying to get true feedback so we can harness, focus our product and also our message so we can speak to our audience clearly and effectively with the gospel and with nutritious food. And so that's like a double duty, what we're trying to do this one. So uh, we use, uh, it's like a faith forward mercy project. That's what we're about. The only thing I'd add to that is that kind of as a, a professional new business person, the, the one thing you learn right away is a lot of humility. Uh, there, uh, the, the things that I do for a living are failure oriented. It's a lot like a baseball player that you succeed a third of the time, you're like a star. Uh, and so the, the way you solve that is, is that you listen very carefully to, to your customer to, to uh, mitigate your own ignorance. And I think that that's really what the purpose of a beta test is. And, and uh, we're going to go through the, those traditional phases that new business people go through to make sure that our uh, client and our customers and our, our uh, uh, understand what we're saying and, and we're, they're getting the message. Yeah. If I understand this correctly, um, so listening is a key part of this whole venture, listening to the customer, listening to who's going to receive the soup, but also they've done a great job in listening to community leaders uh, and they're partnering very much so with uh, state-run state, state uh, run agencies like uh, the local food banks. So I, I just want to transition to how has that been a challenge to work with local food banks being a Christian-focused mission? Um, has there been some challenges? What has been the blessing of, of those conversations of working with those food banks? 
I'd say uh, Eric spoke to the blessing already, and that is that uh, Ryan McCambridge, who we're working with here in Lynn Benton County, is an expert. He's 25 years, and so he knows where the problems are. So we've been able to learn from him where we should focus our energies to help our community best. Yeah. And, and the thought that uh, we have like a real person, right? Like the Linda and food share and Ryan, and here's a chance just to, you know, that an unmerited grace and mercy extended out to someone in real tangible ways, like even to him and his operations and then to people in the hospital. I mean, to have an outside focus and not internally focused that gives you direction, purpose, and meaning, that is a, a blessing beyond uh, a measure. I mean, it directs your mind and your thinking into the more productive way of life. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to just transition just a little bit to the need, why this is so um, important. Um, when you go to food banks, you oftentimes see lots of food, but it's boxed and maybe not as nutritious as it should be for you right so what have you discovered about the need for nutritious food in the community well the, traditionally the, the the food bank system runs on two feeds and number one is uh, just cash and uh, you know in our community we're we're blessed with a lot of people that have a lot of money and so our food bank really is relatively wealthy. They have cash and uh, an awful a higher percentage of the food that they deliver to people in need here comes out of that cash pool. Uh, on the donation side, traditionally what they get is stuff that doesn't sell. It's dented cans, it's whatever. So you get what you get. And, and I think um, Ryan has a great line on that. He says, hey, people know that. People know they get in byproducts. And in this particular case, you know, what we're going to do is deliver something that's specifically um, uh, engineered to be nutritious and aimed at that customer. So uh, to me, that's key to the whole project is delivering God's best to people in need. And that's we're engineering it toward the people that, that, that need that. And that really is directing our focus. Right. So like. Right. Uh, um, you could say, why don't you just give this out to every scenario possible? And that, I mean, that could be an answer, right? Um, but here we're taking that targeted focus, right? Like here's this group, people who need healing, people that maybe are exiting the hospital or have uh, scarcity and actually provide them something that would, you know, help them just live well, to be well. And so like, the hospital, when we met with the nutritionists in Albany's hospital, you know, a high sodium diet does not help the body. And so a lot of times you get products in these, if they're going to repackage a soup from Campbell or whoever, it's not, it's not going to be a low sodium. It's not going to be all these right targets could be, uh, you know, really refined, uh, refined carbohydrates in it. And so we're, you know, we're meeting people that, and we're giving the best and we've gone through formulations where we're sitting like, okay, does this taste good? Like, will someone want to eat this? And we've had people try it. Like, what do you think? Is this garbage or is this good? And uh, some of them they didn't like, and some of them they did. So we got two of them that so far have been crowd pleasers that we're putting out there that like it tastes good. People are interested in it. So hopefully it's not, it's not just garbage. It doesn't taste bad. It, and it does mercy. Cool. Yep, and and we we also know our process is going to make it even better. 
Yeah. We're going to continue to refine the formulation. And if you've got hypertension or diabetes or something like that, this is the product for you. And cool. it's God's gift free. Yeah. And we're just in this call, we're just touching the surface on the MANA project. We're not covering all the details, uh, all the questions that we may have. And in about 10 minutes, we'll open it up for other questions from those that have uh, that are on the call. Uh, I did want to also, I, I wanted to ask about financing for this project. Um, how is this ministry going to be self-sustaining uh, once it gets up on its feet? Well, I deal with a definition first, and that is, what do we mean by up on its feet? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's any problem giving away soup. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're we uh, uh, won't have a problem giving away whatever money we could raise because mm -hmm. it, it'll go away. But the, the issue really, in, instead, let's go to a, 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 a dream. And the dream says uh, the MANA project is uh, the Newman's own of faith-based nutrition. Okay. Uh, and those of you who are do spend a lot of time in the store know that you can buy cat food that's Paul Newman's face on it. You can buy vinaigrette salad dressing that's Paul Newman's face on it. And if you know the history, Scott Newman was uh, one of his kids and who uh, died of a drug overdose. And he started the company uh, as a donation to, to drug uh, programs. And so really what we should try and do perhaps is build on a kind of global base like that. So the, the first thing for me is is let's not let's take this idea as far as god's gift will let us go with it and don't limit it to a can of soup so uh and then to direct your to directly answer your question on cost and funding so far we've been able to really fund it out of local congregations and uh we don't see any reason why that community doesn't broaden it's it's a fairly easy project to fund so far. We haven't had troubles uh, with the funding end. I think the complexity is more, how do you get uh, people with gifts, uh, with the treasure to share? So if I were to list the problems that we have in front of us, it would it's not money. Uh, it really, because this stage of a project doesn't require a lot of money. Uh, instead, it's uh, who is that graphic art artist who's not only got a gift, for the graphic arts, but also a gift for the word. Mm -hmm. And how can they mash up, you know, uh, those two things into a label that has a look and feel that really carries our, our message uh, to uh, the people in need? I'd say that's a that's a need more than money. Even. Yeah. So let's pause there because I think um, I think Dennis is lifting that to all of us on the call. They, uh, he shared that at our recent circuit meeting that they're, they are really looking for someone that could help with, uh, that might have a graphic artist background, graphic uh, design, something like that. Uh, someone who might be into messaging, that sort of thing. So if, if and, they, uh, a web design, web, web design. design. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you want to talk any more about other aspects of the ministry that you might need or go into detail about those positions or anything? So for the graphic design, we do, we want someone to help us. You saw the beta test uh, logo there. And that one is just like, it's just for these, we hope in December to produce 20,000 cans, 10,000 of each kind of soup. Uh, and then, so we have this beta label that we're going with and it's going to work. But what we want to do is create like uh, someone to help us create an icon for this essentially to help, you know, like when people see this, 
that's the icon. This is what they know. And it transmits our, our purposes and our values out there. So we want someone to help us actually create that. So that's, that's like, that's, yep. that's, that's specific. And then um, web design, we had, you saw a, a web, uh, web page on there, but there's nothing currently, we just own the address. Yep. And so someone to actually help us create a web page that like dual purposes of being able to help us message and share Jesus Christ and what we're all about. And then two, it actually maybe even a place, a hub to get feedback and to actually help us distribute. So like right now we're working with uh, the hospital and we're going to delivering a percentage of this to the Oregon food bank. And we're going to do that on a weekly basis. Um, but we're going to have how much more uh, sitting in our supply to, uh, to help send out to other congregations or food banks that are helping serve people in a, you know, who are in a distressing situation that might need aid. And so maybe that's a great point. I'd build on a little bit. If you know a congregation that has a food bank operation that is aimed at this niche, this isn't a product that's going to meet uh, family needs. For example, kids aren't going to like this product. Uh, it's sp specifically designed to a, an older audience and a nutritional audience. So but if you know somebody out there who has a, a nice food bank system that deals with uh people in this demographic, boy, you know, we'd love to just send some of this to you for free. Yeah. Uh, so let's meet the need. We did have one question here and then I've got one other question. Then we'll open it up for other questions too. The question is, where is the soup made? Is it in Pastor Eric's kitchen? Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, we, uh, we are partnering with Stallbush Island Farm to manufacture um this product and so uh, i learned all sorts of new things about low acid canning uh, at this time which dennis this is your wheelhouse and so we've gone through various studies we went to wazoo and did a heat penetration study um there and so these twenty thousand cans are going to be produced um the the picture dennis gives here is uh they push the go button and in one hour, this could be done. And it'd be, it's just the operation is that, it has a, it's that large and our volume is so low at this level, even with that 20,000 cans, that it will be a very short run because of how large the operation is. And so um, we are doing it at a facility, you know, a professional um, industrial facility that has the whole operation set up. And so everything will be like, uh, we have, we'll have, um, everything done institutionally and professionally and uh, health-wise. Yep. And one of the coolest things about that is scalability. Yep. Okay. And, you know, it's fun to be in a denominational church. And when we're out there and think about that network that we've all got that extends out there, you have never seen anything as fast as a seamer that runs at 600 cans yep. per minute. They come off of there. They fly off of that seamer so fast, you can't even see the cans, let alone uh, uh, count them. And so uh, if we are able to get traction on this idea, we can flood the West Coast. We can flood west of the Mississippi. Uh, the scalability on the idea and on the messaging and on the ability to solve the problem is enormous due to the fact that we're partnering with uh, Stallbush Farms that can create the can uh, quickly and also 
we're partnering with the Missouri Senate too. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We all have a lot of resources out there. And what we need to do is grab the little end of the yarn on the end of the ball and tease on that thing until it all comes unsnarled. So yeah. if, if you know anybody out there who you think can, can help us uh, build the distribution channel and, or, or understands the need, wow, we can really meet the need if, if you can hook us all up. Awesome. Uh, I think in our meeting a, a month ago, you talked about defining the, a win. Um, so I think that might be good. Like what would be a win? Like you get to a point and you can say, wow, that's, that's where we are headed. So can you define the win? Well, for, for me, the win is community. And I think that, that if we can build our community of Christ to meet this need, then really the, the secondary beneficiary obviously is that, uh, element of our society that's suffering from lack of attention on their on their physical needs. There's a lot of people in that Medicare donut hole who are from 50 to 62 and a half before Medicare kicks in. And, you know, I, I'm a factory guy. I've spent my life in the factories and I know a lot of those folks. Uh, they're good, hard, hardworking, blue-collar people, but and they're independent, and they like being independent. But you know what? Stuff goes wrong, and uh, so the secondary benefit I think of building our community is is that we're just going to be able to pound them with nutritious products that take care of the fact that they're they're an underserved community. Okay, let, let's open it up for some questions from the audience here this morning. Just uh, you can go ahead and unmute yourself or you can write it in the chat box as well. Let's start with Ty. I think Ty had a question. Yep. Yeah, I think um, we all have a real intuitive understanding as to, you know, what the end game is and how you guys are focused on that. Um, but what my question is towards just the the mechanics and the down in the engine room. How did you get the relationship with the manufacturer and where do you source ingredients and how did you navigate the regulatory environment and those types of things? So can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, the ministry is intuitive. It's great. But how did you get from, hey, we got an idea to now we've got a ministry focus? Yeah, uh, I'll start us off and then you actually get into the details. Uh, that is actually one of the things, you know, this, these calls are about like helping people think through and uh, process where they're at. So uh, a, a Bill Chambers owns Southwest Island Farms, and he is the president of our congregation. Okay. Uh, Dennis is a member here. So uh, God provided us, and what's unique to us is those, this resources, these skills, this history, right? Like, so that is very unique. Like, I don't know how many other congregations this exact ministry model or this yeah. program could be replicated, but that's actually immaterial at this current moment. Um, I mean, for my reflection here, right? So we had these particular gifts and uh, we're using them in a way that is true to who they are and true to the to our faith and our purposes. Dennis, now he had a technical question, so you take that. Yeah, one. on the regulatory side, it's just something that I've done for 50 years. So th that's probably the easiest thing. And it's, it's complicated, like a lot of, you know, I mean, it's like, um, it's like, how many words does an Eskimo have for snow? You know, I mean, uh, in my case, the regulatory stuff is just what I've spent a lot of time on. So that was easy uh, just because of, of my background. Uh, I think in terms of the project management itself, uh, all those little things you talk about, whether it's ingredients or whatever, 
um, uh, those things are, are things that you just find a way. And I think those of you that are in startups, or whether you're starting a congregation or a new product or anything else, it's sort of like not focusing on the uh, problems. It's focusing on the, the, the next hurdle you, gotta, you have to get over. Not even thinking about the, the goal, uh, long-term goal, but think about the next hurdle. And we've just worked our way through them. Uh, a label is a great example, okay? From my perspective, I understand that labels are never finished, that you're always trying to refine the message, refine the appearance, refine the look and feel. Uh, Campbell's didn't become Campbell's overnight. Uh, and so that's a process, but the, the steps in the process are something that I think all of us can, can accomplish if we just um, focus on the next hurdle that you have to get over as opposed to getting discouraged on, mm -hmm. wow, the job looks so huge. Yeah. But with the hurdles, though, on another level, this is another part I think is very helpful. I mean, you're doing startups and you're doing something outside of just the religious sphere. So we're working with Lynn Benton Food Chair. And so, you know, it's a good partnership, um, but it actually has their problems. And so, for instance, you know, we are a faith forward thing. And so we submitted the label to uh, the lawyers, and um, they struck us down on several areas. One was we didn't have a nutritional guide on there, right? Like we didn't have all the percentages. And um, they struck out our messaging as proselytizing. And uh, we even had, um, for more good news, go to our website. And they didn't like the word, the phrase, more good news. They, they didn't like the fish, which that's probably okay because that's insider language anyways, but they like the dove because that's peace, right? Like everyone loves peace. Who doesn't love peace? And so um, that was actually a hurdle, right? Like um, in terms of working with an outside group that has other values and other goals and purposes. So how are we going to handle that hurdle? Dennis got there faster than I did. And which was when we're working with the Oregon Food Bank, we're helping to put cans of soup in these boxes and to help in healing. And so we're about that mission. We're about that purpose. And we're never going to stop helping him, uh, Ryan McCain, bridge with that. So he's like, well, we'll get you a label that you find acceptable in that area. And we'll put our other label on all the other stuff that we send out. And so if you want more than just what we're providing you, then you're going to have, this is what you'll, you can get. I... Um, I, I was told that information and I, I mean, at first I was uh, butt sore about the whole thing. I was, I had to work through that. Um, but this is what helped me out. I started thinking about the good Samaritan story and the Jesus tells the story, right. And all the people who decided not to help was because they had these righteous motives, right? Like they thought they were uh, for whatever purity reasons, unable to taint themselves with the hard work that was required before them. And that for me, when I got to that point, it was like an ego check. I Like, why was I upset about this whole thing? Well, one is because we had told people we're a faith forward group. And now here we are apparently willing to say something or willing to compromise. I think that's the internal feeling. But I, I had to come to a point where it's like, for helping Ryan, that is the faithful response, right? Like that is what faith is, but we're also going to be true to ourselves. And so we're gonna work in a real hard way 
And not that things are finished or things are always going to stay this way because you never know what the future is going to bring about and you never know when things will change. But that was a, that was like a hardship. Yeah. So um, maybe, Amy, I could say your question about where's the soup made, the Stallbush Island Farms, when you hear that said, I know people outside of the Corvallis area don't, may not know what that is. Yeah. So think of like Mike Von Baron's favorite thing to eat, which is Gerber baby food. <laughs> um, you know, Mike just loves to eat that stuff. Um, Stallbush Island Farms basically is Gerber foods. That's they're producing canned items for Gerber. And so they, they are ingredients. Yeah. Ingredients. Yeah. But uh, to give a picture to people, that's what we're talking about. So they've got a history of canning, going through licensing, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, the person that is very involved is a member of Shepherd of the Valley. So that's kind of okay. the, the history there. Yeah. Yep. They produce, uh, they make a large um, yep. industrial ingredients for other companies to use in uh, their manufacturing. And they also have their own line. Uh, there, you'll see uh, the farmer's market cans of uh, pumpkin pie filling. That's, that's them. Okay. Can okay. you, that's, can that's you tell cool. us a little bit about the other partner, the Linda, the whatever got you redirected you towards the hospitals? What, what, what's that? I forget the name. You, you've Lynn said Benton it a couple Food of times. Share. We're not familiar with what that is. Yep. Yeah. Lynn Benton Food Share is the counties of Lynn County and Benton County merged together their food bank system. And okay, so that's a municipal effort or something that you've worked it's, up there. It's a right? county-based system, right? Okay. It's a it's a, a 90% of their assets that go into it are have to do with some government related program. And then Amy Schwein has a couple more questions. Yep. Sorry, I was multitasking and cleaning the bathroom at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so comment is we, uh, so I'm Puget Sound area, we are in the process of someone in Chalop starting a um, medical respite for homeless individuals. So a lot of times homeless individuals after a surgery or a hospital stay will get sent back out in the streets. And so she is starting a ministry where she'll have a house and she will be able to um, help those individuals get back on their feet and get healthy before ending up back on the streets where they could get infected and all, you know, all the myriad of things that can happen post-surgery or post-hospital stay. So I don't know if you have anything like that in your area. Um, when she gets up and running, I will connect with you, Eric, and um, see if she might be in need of, of some of this, because I think this would be a great target audience for your product. Oh, excellent. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we, yeah, perfect. Yeah, the one thing I'd add to the conversation just to keep us focused is that one of the things we want to try and avoid is a group is group feeding. Uh, so a group setting really uh, soup kitchens and things like that. This product probably isn't so good because we put a fair amount of money in putting it yeah. into serve can uh, as opposed to, you know, say opening uh, uh, 300 cans and pouring them into a pot. And eating them up. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I assume she's going to have, you know, two, three, four individuals at a time. I don't think it's going to be a, a large audience. So um, I'll let you know as I as I learn more about about her project. Yeah, right. And then oh. my logistic questions. Um, so is the Manor Project its own 501 501c or do you operate under the church? Do you have a separate board of directors for this project? And then um, if you're not your 501 your own 501c3, do you 
run the money through the church, keeping it separate as far as the bookkeeping is concerned, just trying to figure out logistics um, around money and oversight. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll answer that. It, there's a, a saying you've all heard, don't change horses in the middle of the stream. Uh, in new business, you change horses in the middle of the stream multiple times on purpose. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's very much a, the financial end of it is very much a uh, something that we're working on. Uh, as we go through this stage, we've we've uh, used the church as sort of the nucleus. Uh, we have just opened recently a separate bank account. Uh, one of the problems you have in a small church, of course, is conflict of interest. So we make sure that the financing gets set aside and that the tax uh, uh, benefits accrue to the donors uh, well. So we've started to segment it away from the general fund of the church uh, in a highly auditable fashion. Uh, and then we see the, uh, a 501c3 as the next step, assuming we make it over the next hurdle as well. And uh, uh, there's still plenty of problems out there. So we're trying not to spend too much time and effort on the administrative end that distracts us from the real focus, which is building uh, community and solving the need of this uh, specific demographic. Or let, let's go open up for other questions. It sounds like Amy, she's she's in the middle of something, I think she said, so. Uh... Sorry, I'm wondering around the house cleaning. Uh, yeah, that's great, thank you. Perfect, great, thanks for those answers. Are you gonna come over to my house after this? Yeah, there you go. No, I got to go to a soccer game. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, man. I see David Ranky with a hand. Yep. There we go. Oh, you're going to have to unmute yourself, David. All right. Thank you. Can you hear me okay now? Yep. I don't have a question, but I have an observation. It'll just take me a minute. So, um, my so I'm a pastor now. I'm on the district staff as the coordinator, but previously I've owned three businesses. One was a national consulting company. So I've been all over the country and I too have an entrepreneurial spirit. And when I hear about things, I always think of ways that we can bottle this and distribute it nationally, just like McDonald's, Kentucky. How can we franchise this? So unfortunately, uh, I don't have any suggestions because I think this is amazing just as it is. It just, uh, my heart leaps with joy, both um, because of what I see you already know and have done, but also just thinking ahead, I'm excited because of course this could be done in New York and Chicago and some little church on the plains of Kansas and in Texas, you know, this is an, an entirely duplicatable <laughs> idea and the branding so far, soul full soup. And, you know, you understand, you know, just enough already. <laughs> this is a great idea. Thank you. Can I build it a bit? Pardon? Can I, can I build yeah, on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Uh, and I'll just ask you to think about this as, as we come off this call. Let's imagine that somebody's out there who knows somebody who has a, um, uh, a, a breakfast bar uh, uh, segment, uh, the little company uh, uh, that does uh, uh, that kind of product. Wow, you know, we'll slap our, this brand on it and we'll put a nutritious product together and then we'll put it in the network. 
And I really think that that's, that's really something we, we can think about is how do we scale this thing, not only within soups and not only within the distribution channel, but also uh, put the brand on, on other things that, that uh, will, will benefit the people who are not only financially challenged, but health challenged as well. Yeah. Mike, do you want to uh, share some more and close yeah. us out? Yeah, thanks. I, I just want to, I just want to say thank you first of all to you, Eric and Dennis, for being on this call, uh, for sharing with us this initiative and what God's doing through you. It's what a blessing to us. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for interviewing and being the host of this, uh, bringing Eric and, and Dennis together. Uh, thank you for the comments from everybody who's on the call. For David, for your encouragement. Uh, thank you, Ty and Amy. Uh, both Ty and Amy are now Start Network Cultivators. And so their role in the Now Start Network is to help uh, continue to encourage and network and support others in doing new starts. So uh, this, this is what we, we really try to do is help connect people. As Eric and Dennis said, they're looking for somebody who can help with marketing and graphic design and come up with a logo and an icon that will convey their message. Um, and so we're going to see what we can do to help make those connections. That's what we're all about. In addition to that, uh, one of the things I just loved about this conversation was shows that initiative for mission for Jesus often comes uh, from God's people in directions we don't anticipate really as pastors or church workers or uh, DCEs in the church. Oftentimes it's thought that, well, if a new mission is going to start, it's got to start with the pastor. It's got to start with the DCE. It's got to start with the professional church worker. And then they have to teach other people how to do it. Uh, Eric, what I love about this is you just jumped in the middle of something that was going on that God had uniquely gifted the people in your congregation to be able to do. And they were already doing it before you got there. And you came along to support and to strengthen and and that's really what we want to encourage church workers to be doing in the Now Start Network is just to be using the gifts and the talents that God's built into his own people and encouraging them to use those for the ministry of the gospel. It's a lifetime of experience that, uh, that Dennis has and then also the congregational uh, chairperson at uh, Stallbush Island Farms has that can be put to kingdom work. So we want to encourage that through the Now Start Network. We're doing that. Continuing to do that every other month through these Now Start Network calls, uh, but we're encouraging you individually to reach out to any of our cultivators. Go to our Now Start website. You'll find all the phone numbers and emails for our cultivators on there. Reach out to them if you want to talk individually and, and help find resources and just get encouragement for a mission idea or maybe help refine a mission idea that you might have. But we're also eager to get back together in person. So we're looking at what that might be like for this spring, if we could do an in-person conference. Um, we are planning to put together a networking event at the, at the Northwest District Convention that's taking place June 9th through 11th of 2022. And so any of the lay leaders or church workers who are headed to the Northwest District Convention, there will be a networking event there just to get together and see each other face-to-face -face and encourage one another. And uh, we hope that everyone stays connected and, and supporting one another in this network because it's only by doing things together uh, like we see happening there uh, between Eric and Dennis and others in their congregation that we're actually able to accomplish great things for the mission of Christ. Uh, none of us works alone. Uh, we need each other. So 
As we close today, if I might ask, Eric, would you be willing to, to do a closing prayer for us? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we give you uh, great thanks that you provide for all of our needs. Um, every day, um, every minute, every second, you are taking care of us, especially through your son, Jesus Christ, who came with mercy and compassion and grace to uplift us as a free offering. So I pray that uh, you be with this network as we seek to share your gospel, seek to be your hands and feet to those um, in our communities. I pray for uh, Soulful Soups and the Mana Project that we may um, be steadfast in our your calling, but also steadfast in our partnerships with those you put in our lives and let us live in that wonderful tension and reality where uh, we see your spirit um, in charge and at work. In your name we pray, amen. 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 Uh, thanks so much. Blessings to everybody. Uh, we're going to let you go and be about the rest of your day. I'm so thankful that you were with us today. Uh, have a great week serving the Lord. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast. And with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.